0: And welcome to the Professor Jones and the Digs podcast. My name is Dave Jones and I am the Professor. My name is Danny Jones and I am the Digs. Professor Jones is a podcast dedicated to the art of film and cinema. Every month we choose a certain theme and pick three movies within that theme. Every week we break down one of those movies for our movie of the week. But this week is different because we are breaking down a TV show. And continuing in our T V show month, which is the month of January, and we have selected the Netflix hit or British hit Black Mirror. I tried to Oh nice dude. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. Good, but was... yeah, good representation of the Black Mirror intro. Well uh, via via vocal talent. I've been I've been working on that one for a while. Absolutely, with the uh, with the new season of Black Mirror coming out, it's season four. We decided that uh, this might be the perfect opportunity to sit down and talk about this show. Um, but before we even get into all of that, all of that shenanigans and business, let's talk a little bro down. You ready, Diggs? I'm ready for you. I'm starting. I'm starting off the bro down this week, so I feel like you haven't even talked much. But I'm just going to kick things. You just off. take and the you, step. You jump in and you, contribute. You it. Do, yeah, do it. You just do what you got. to do. You do you, man. You, you do, do you. you. It's all um, right. <laughs> So honestly, my bro down this week, I think it it feels like a little bit of house a house cleaning for me um, because I think that we had a little bit of a missed opportunity on our last podcast and I can't believe that we didn't bring it up. Um, last week, we talked about The Office and how amazing of a show it was, but also after Michael left, it never quite regained its uh, its comedic value or uh, at least its comedic uh, brilliance. And we were talking about how, you know, how can you replace Michael Scott? There's a clear candidate that can replace Michael Scott, man. Jack Black. Oh. Uh, you bring in Jack Black. You put Jack Black in the Mike, show. I know. Make... Honestly, and here's what I was thinking, is that you bring in Ned Schneebly, you don't even change the character, just bring in Ned, Ned Schneebly, Schneebly and put him in charge of the office, <laughs> it's perfect, he's a temp. We bring in Miles Finch. Uh, no, that, <laughs> oh, that that would be great, I think, yeah, Ned Schneebly, uh, Ned Schneebly, just kind of, gosh, I can't even say that, <laughs> Schneebly. Schneeb- Schneebly, Schnee- actually. Schneebly. Uh, you bring him in, you have him, you know, kind of just faking being a uh, paper company manager and just kind of see what happens. Run with it for a couple seasons. Well, I think that him and Kevin could get a lot of distance or mileage out of that out of the band idea, too. So I don't know. I don't, I don't see how we I don't see how we missed it. Honestly, it's it would be the best. I can see Jack Black picking up right where Michael or right, right where Steve Carell left off and turning turning the office into, <laughs> into something new and something better. So um, but I mean I think that that was a little bit of house cleaning for me, but also um, man, Jack Black is a phenomenal actor. And I would love to see him <laughs> popping into the scene more. I'm like Man. I watched Jumanji. Um, you went and on saw Friday. Jumanji? Dang it! I, I, I really did. need to see it. I need to see it. You haven't seen it yet? No, I still haven't. Do you know like the the gambit that he plays? Like, yeah, he's like the high school man. girl kinda yeah, or something? Yeah, and and it's it's funnier than you'd think. Really? Like He does a really good job and he never drops character, never drops character. It's so it's great, man. He's I I seriously like I was watching and just like, man, Jack Black is back. You know, this is this is good. (laughs) Texting (laughs) group chat. Jack Black is back. Did he ever leave? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think um, he really ever left. I mean. There were times. He's getting old though. He's yeah. about forty-four years old. I looked it up the other day, and I was like, "Dang, Jack Black!" He's in older. a he's in a you new know? movie with Joaquin Phoenix and uh, Jonah I Hill. I saw that. It's a Gus Van Sant movie. Yeah, yeah. Um And I think that it's Joaquin Phoenix plays some character that's like a struggling alcoholic or something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. It looks. Yeah. Looks good. It, it looked really good. Yeah. Yeah. I was excited for well, that. Well, it's like Sundance um, something selection, so. Sure yeah, which well, Sundance is going Phoenix on, in something, I think Sundance and something like, Sundance is this weekend or something. It's right around there. Oh corner. nice, yeah, I got my lift ticket so I'm heading up there. Yeah, I know, going I'm to heading films. up. I'm not going to see any films up there, just just boarding. Just boarding. So, I guess that's down there relative to where I am, but it's up there either for way. me. Uh, either way's fine. So, either um way. yeah, but man, I'd, I highly recommend Jumanji. I highly recommend anything I'm that go Jack see Black it. is in. I'm going to go I'm going to do yeah. movie pass and I'm going to go see Jumanji, probably Saturday or something. Fantastic. Because I've fantastic. been I've been wanting to see it, and uh, I've heard nothing but good things. To be honest, you know I actually went and saw. Um, yeah, I mean Jumanji was fantastic. The Rock is great, and uh, Kevin Hart. I don't yeah, know see, man. The I don't thing is, that. as time goes on, I think I kind of got sick of The Rock or something, and I got and then Kevin Hart. He was in so many movies back to back, but as time goes on, I keep looking at these guys and going, "Well, they're just really funny," you know, like. <laughs> like I don't really have much of a problem seeing The Rock and stuff, as much of a problem at least as I used to. Like I used to be like, ah, oh, come no. on, it's The rock. And now I'm like, well, he's doing a pretty good job. I don't know. He has he has his one thing that he does, and it's great. And it's great. He's, it's great. He's got his niche, you know. Except when he first showed up in Jumanji, he did like that uh, that eyebrow thing, you don't want and that. I was kind of like, man, all right. But I there get probably it. is like the thirty two year old to like, I don't know. When was WWE? Like, 32 year olds? Jeez. Well, I don't know. WWE was pretty popular when we (laughs) were like, I don't know. I was a kid. Oh, my God. So you have like, they would be 32. Yeah, man. (laughs) So, like, you know, you probably have those (laughs) people in the theater that are kind of like, hey, you know, shouting out to that. That's true. Chalk it up to sex appeal. Well,. What to thirty-two-year-old men? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> We're really into the WWE. Yes. Um, hey, maybe you know. Hey. Yep. Um, anyway. Sweet. Oh yeah, that's that's my pronoun. I, I love Jack Black. So, so that was I it. think that he would have been great. Yeah. Who else? Me to open up? Do you? You go ahead and do your other one. Okay. I have. Well, well okay. I mean, I, I have another thing that I could bring up. So we have stuff. Whatever. We got you, stuff going. On. You do one, and I might do another. I have we'll a couple see. things. Uh, one of them, not really a bro down. <laughs> Uh, last night went to the comedy store, uh, a coworker of mine, her boyfriend, Adam is a, uh, a comedian. He was actually in Curb Your Enthusiasm. Um, and he Which has episode? this show at the, I actually, I, I'm not sure. I was just told okay. last night that he's been in Curb Your Enthusiasm. Um, but he has this show that he puts on at the comedy store here in Los Angeles where it's called Adam and Friends. Guest star, uh, Jeremy Piven walked out last night. Um, it was really great, and then there was a bunch of other comics that like had been in stuff that was just that. I mean, that maybe I'd seen. One of them was from uh, Flight of the Concords. Uh Not any like the main players in that show, but uh, this this guy. But everybody was really hilarious, man. It was one of those nights of comedy that uh, I've I've lucked out with comedy nights. The last time we went, David Spade ended up walking on stage. Uh, and then this time Jeremy Piven walks on stage and I was just like, what? Buttercream, buttercream, Crocskin? This guy's here, you know? What size uh, is the waist? Let's go in, Let's baby. go in. Uh, so yeah, yeah, that was cool. But anyways, that's just like some side news. Um, I feel like I would be more starstruck seeing Jeremy Piven than a lot of actors. It was pretty cool, man. It was, uh... I heard he's kind of an a-hole in real life though. I think so. I've seen, I've, I've seen him once before. He actually... When I was finishing a set at a a venue out here, uh, hotel cafe, he walked in to see whoever was after me. So I, like, I was always like, "Oh, Jeremy Piven was at my show," <laughs> you know, even though I didn't like, I didn't really like, meet him. Um, but, yeah, 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 but yeah. So that was. It, it's it's kind of funny though. Like I I said that it's he seems I think he I've heard that he's kind of an a hole in real life, and it's like. As if he wouldn't be, you know That's every character he's ever played It's been kind of a jerk, you know what I mean Yeah, last night one of the bits he did He was like, well back when I was uh, Filming the hit TV show Entourage And then he just kind of like paused And waited till the crowd Kind of started like clapping And then it started clapping more And kind of gave him applause And he was like Oh, that's so selfish of me. That's terrible. <laughs> just because he, uh, he just like used that. He was like, I just used that, or whatever. I thought that was pretty funny. Anywho, well, I mean, he he was brilliant. He deserved I thought that he was the only reason that I kept watching the show after a certain point. Mm-hmm. So he deserved it. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, that sounds great. In other news, uh, this last Saturday, one of the craziest things that's ever happened in the uh, the sports community happened. Um and I think it's time for me to come clean. So the, the Minnesota Vikings were playing the uh, New Orleans Saints. And uh, at the end of the game, 10 seconds left, um, and the quarterback Keenum throws it. Throws a nice, a nice pass to a man named Stefan Diggs. And uh, he brings down the ball, and he wins the football game with a walk-off touchdown. Uh, one of the craziest moments for everybody in the world. And unfortunately, um, I didn't witness it on the television screen because at that exact moment, I blacked out and I, I caught the pass. I was Stefan Diggs. And I scored the touchdown. And so... You did? Yeah, I feel like maybe I... Maybe they'll make, you know, like one of those E true stories in like 20 years. The real story. That's, so, <laughs> with, with that's so weird because actually in that exact same moment, I was standing there watching the television and, and I blacked out as well. <laughs> and I turned into the corner that was supposed to be, uh, you know, putting any defense at all on that guy. And I just I I just panicked. I didn't know what body was in. I, I was in. So I just freaking just, just completely down the just... Oh my gosh, dude! It's like that. Okay, that was such an amazing moment. Like one of the coolest sports moments I've ever seen, and I did see it live, so it was me sick. too. Me too. Um, but man, that guy, yeah, the guy that's supposed to be defending him. I don't know much. I'm not like a big football I've guy. I've been so hearing his name all week. I can't. More, like week. I, can't I can't remember, but. Uh
1: yeah, I, I, I feel mean, so
0: horrible for him because it's just like, oh, what a bonehead move! Well, the thing like, is, he's this. trying to get him to go out of bounds, and he's trying to knock him out of there, and he just—he's—he's uh, uh, he's a rookie in the league. He was like the second overall pick last year, or something like that. And uh, I think some—I think so. I don't know if that's a true statement, but uh, I know he's a rookie, and he had a great season. Interception during the game, and then. Uh, that's something that's gonna live with him forever. Just yeah. Blowing it. Cause that was like that was one of those moments because I was going for the Vikings. I there's only a few teams that I really root for. Since we're from Oregon and then Montana, it's like we don't with have, Barry Culpepper. Gosh, what yeah, you said that. <laughs> Dante Culpepper. <laughs> Uh, Barry Culpepper. When did you say that? It was in a previous podcast. I can't even remember which one. Just but so confident, confident saying Barry, <laughs> Barry Culpepper. <Paul laughs> um, but anyway, <laughs> it's just, it, it was one of those things that, uh, I kind of forget what I was saying, but it, that was the coolest. Oh yeah. We, so we were, you know, we're from Oregon we're from Montana. So we didn't have a football team growing up besides like college teams. So we kind of have to just like pick and choose. I know a lot of people have picked the Broncos from Billings. Uh, I was. What are you saying th- that the Vikings are your favorite team now? No, I'm not immediately. Oh. I mean, maybe. Uh, <laughs> 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 so assuming you're saying the Vikings are your favorite team, well, you're bandwagoning have, over there. What What kind of football did Mom get me when I was 12 years old for my 12th birthday? You know why she got you that Vikings? Why? Was it a Vikings one? It was a Vikings football, yeah. Because my favorite team was the Vikings when I was little. (laughs) No way. Was it it really? I'm not kidding. That's why I remember Barry Culpepper so vividly. Because my favorite team was the Vikings and um (laughs) and then I stopped caring about football for a while and then I came back into football when uh Tim Tebow was a thing, and so now I'm a Broncos fan traitor traitor (laughs) such a bandwagon fan. i freely admit it i do do not care i do too with football because (laughs) portland at least that's like in our blood and whatever you know like portland trailblazers (laughs) but football it's like i had a cowboys blanket on when i was sleeping and then in the day i was playing with a vikings football so (laughs) i don't know like you know it yeah no i i'm i'm totally with you i don't care i'm broncos fan Uh, blazers fan for basketball um uh Baseball, I really don't care. And uh, for hockey, I go for the Ducks. Of course you would. Bombay. Yeah, why not? You go for the little kid. (laughs) You go for the (laughs) Disney show. I was trying to think of his name, too. I can't even remember that kid's... Oh, man, what is his name? Elliot? No, that's E.T. Oh, Charlie? Um, Charlie, that's it. Thank you. Oh, yeah, Charlie, man. And then what's the old guy's name? Hans, in, Hans, yeah, Booby. Yeah. Um, He's also he was the bad he was the bad guy in Lethal Weapon two or three diplomatic immunity. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, so I there mean the reason the, to bring it back. So I blacked out and then I came to. Him, I saw I scored the touchdown and then I look at the actual guy who scored the touchdown. and I see one name on his back and it just says Diggs. <gasps> oh. And I went, that's Dude, why. that's tight. <laughs> Way to go, Diggs. Thanks. They're going to tell the story someday. He's going to admit it. He'll be like, I don't know. Uh, it was this other guy. And I know who it was. I saw him. <laughs> I, I can't I, believe I can that. I can't like, believe that I didn't put that together. Yeah, it's funny. Huh? I put that's that awesome, together like, the next day. I was like, yeah, it's just a Diggs thing. It's just what we do. That's great, man. I put you, I changed your name to Diggs in my phone. Oh, so. really? Yeah fun very fun yours is just still not saved <laughs> still not even saved. <laughs> Your yours brother. is still just a number that shows up that i'm like who is that again i ignore half the time because i'm like oh it's probably doctors <laughs> probably it yeah right. listening well um, uh you have something else i it, I, you know, I do, but it's going to be a whole other long conversation, so let's just not. And I'll tell you later. Yeah, um, if we have time uh, at the end of the podcast, or maybe even next time, talk about it. Yeah, yeah, totally. Because <laughs> it, it could be a long bro-down. Anyway, um, so, without further ado, this week, we are discussing Black Mirror. <laughs> Black Mirror. Black <laughs> Mirror. <laughs> I was asking Dad the other day if he'd seen Black Mirror, and he was like, "What?" And I was like, Black Mirror, and he was like, "And I was like, you know that like show like sci-fi technology thing?" And he's like, "Black Mirror, yeah." He did exactly <laughs> what you did. Mirror. He like corrected me. Mirror, and I was embarrassed. Um, anyway, but Black Mirror, and Black Mirror. it is such an awesome show. Um, why don't you do? Do you want to have your just general thoughts? On, on How you got into Black Mirror? To start off Um I think it It was probably about Three years ago Something like that Uh It was the first season Definitely When it first came on To Netflix And uh I watched a A certain episode Which is actually In my top five here But uh, I watched it Immediately after And that You rarely do that With shows But I like Immediately wanted to show it Um To my girlfriend Lana. I was like You need to watch this And so we watched it again And uh it's just, it's such a different sort of show. It's, it's, it, it always, you know, you can always kind of expect some sort of a twist in it. It has future technology that you're always kind of thinking of. It's like the stuff that um, Elon <laughs> Musk is working on right now. And that you're always kind of like, oh, maybe that kind of technology is out there. But then this show comes out and it just shows you like all those things that are possible. And a lot of it is super realistic and like, it could very well be where our technology goes in like 15 20 years. Uh, mm-hmm. and so that kind of scares you a little bit, but it's always an amazing story. They get really high caliber actors, John Hamm, uh, Dom Hall Gleason. They get like, you know, pretty big names. And so uh, that's something that also has always kind of enthused me. I'm just like, gosh, especially when I saw John Hamm was in an episode, I was like Really? <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, every episode also every episode's different. So anytime somebody's like, "Oh, well, I haven't started that show yet uh, because I have another show to get through or whatever and I don't want to start that one until I know I can finish it." I'm like, "Honestly, man, you can pick any episode from any season and just watch that and if you don't watch the rest of them for a while, like it doesn't really matter." Cause it's like the Twilight mm. Zone; they're all different and standalone stories. And it's awesome. That's what I love about it. It's mm-hmm. just like little little movies, hour-long episodes that are just so interesting and so well done, so well produced. So, um, that's my. Yeah, you know, um, I think that the the best way that I've been able to describe what Black Mirror is is that it's much like the Twilight Zone, except for a cautionary tale about what technology could possibly do to our current civilization. Mm -hmm. Um, Because every single episode is a standalone story and they don't necessarily even play off each other in any way. I think that there's some episodes in which the technology would somewhat negate each other too. Um, So I, I, and I like not that much, Um, but man, it's, it's all within a relatively feasible grasp you know everything you see is you know it's like okay, that looks like it could be like the iPhone 20, you know, or, you know, you're talking about like cookies coming out of somebody's brain. um, Or, I mean, there's just so many different things that the technology is so feasible and you can see it somehow happening. Some are more, um, a little bit more ridiculous than others, but some are very subtle where it's not even that big of a difference in technology, but it has a drastic impact on the world or just an individual character or also just showing the way in which a certain new, app or tech or piece of technology would just, um, change the day to day routine of somebody's life. And I, I love that so much. Also the show is called black mirror and it does have a fairly negative view on technology. Um, and so most episodes have a pretty big twist or something, that goes awry and things turn out horribly for the main characters. There are a couple of exceptions, and that's because the creator, uh, Charlie Brooker, decided that he wanted to have a couple redeeming episodes in each uh, of the last two seasons because not everything had to have and, a horrible uh, ending. They, and those are great, too. You know, having that, like, and they, the, and that little cherry totally on top great. here and there, you're like, oh, mm-hmm. nice, that one ended happy. And it, it feels like the episodes that end happy are the episodes that you really needed them to.
1: Yeah, you know, exactly.
0: You needed you needed a little bit of a respite so from the The story is so good that you're like, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> please. Um, I just want to say real quick. So this is a – it was originally a British TV show. Mm-hmm. Charlie Brooker is a British dude. And um, so it started out in England. And I think that like a little bit of the – just – just the storytelling and maybe the humor does get a little bit lost on an American audience, especially in those first two seasons. Um, and I don't even think that the first episode was supposed to be funny. Um, but I know that you told me you're the reason why I got into black mirror because you told me about the episode, the entire history of you. Mm -hmm. And you were like, dude, you have to watch this show. And it's like, okay, I'll start from the beginning. And there's the national anthem episode in which the prime minister is supposed to Mm -hmm. like fornicate with a pig a pig, and, And it's just the most ridiculous and weird episode. And I'm not saying that I did actually, I actually did like that episode because it was like really just, oh my gosh, I couldn't imagine if that happened. And it was, and it was very well told. It was a good story, Um, but it is so weird. And, I'm a weird dude. So like I can, I can take that episode and be like, I see the value in that. I understand the cautionary tale that they're telling here, but I, for a lot of people, that's way, You just have way the poster of like the pig and stuff in your bedroom. <laughs> I'm like, God, you are just You're like, geez, dude, it's, it's my number one actually. Um, <laughs> no, the only reason I brought it up is because I know it's not in either of our no. top five. No. And I think that, and I think that time I've recommended this show to anybody I tell them to not start with that you can watch any episode yeah. I actually recommend I recommend a couple specific episodes just to get them into it I don't give the best ones out but I say watch this one and I think that you'll understand what the show's about and maybe you'll enjoy it from this point forward you know mm-hmm. don't watch that first episode because it will dissuade you from doing this because it is so good um but anyway so Charlie Brooker is the guy that came up with this TV show and we <laughs> (laughs) I've said a couple of times that, um, the show is somewhat of a cautionary tale of the effects that technology can have, um, but in no way is Charlie Brooker advocating against technology. Yeah. He's a big fan of technology, and that's why he loves doing this show is because he likes to explore the effect that technology can have on the world. And I think that that's something that I mean, that look, this the past hundred years there have been more technological advances um, in the rest of human history. Um, I, I mean, we're just going at an yeah, exponential we're just fine. rate like yeah yeah exactly. So so, I mean, in 50 years, things are going to be ridiculously different just because that's that's the way we're going. I don't know when it's going to plateau, but um, yeah. anyway, it, it's, yeah, it's very, very interesting and, and very fun to talk about and very fun to think about. And that's why I love Black Mirror is because I've had so many good conversations after the episodes, just talking about uh, everything that's happened. Um, but, and so after the success of the second season, um Netflix saw the value in it and was like, okay, we're going to jump on that because there's a specific episode in the second season that they were like, yeah, we're down. And so then they bought uh, the TV show and they commissioned a third season, which I think was five episodes long. Yeah. And obviously we know how successful that was. And then season four was – it's – Great. So anyway, that's that's kind of like the brief history of how uh, Black Mirror came to be. Um, but I mean, there's not a whole ton to go into. We're going to list our top five favorite episodes that we've experienced so far because there's way, we don't have time to talk about every single one of them. Um, but I do want to get into a couple of the best ones. Um, yeah, definitely. So, anyway, anything else you'd like to bring up over, uh, with just uh, initial thoughts here? Well, I just, I think it's really cool that it goes from just a British British television show to picked up by Netflix to an Emmy award winning, you know, show. I mean, that's just, Mm -hmm. that's super sweet. I'm sure it's sweet for Charlie uh, Brooker. I'm actually, I was looking at him a little bit and, uh, seems like a pretty nice guy. doesn't have too much filmography going on. Um, looks like this was kind of his, his saving grace here. So that's, that's awesome. You know, good for him. Because actually, I have, I have one more. Um, I have a quote from uh, Charlie Brooker um, that I wanted to read. And do you know where the, the name Black Mirror comes from? No, no, I don't. Okay, so and quote If technology is a drug and it does feel like a drug, then what precisely are the side effects? This area between delight and discomfort. Is where Black Mirror, my new drama series, is set. The Black Mirror of the title is the one you'll find on every wall, on every desk, in the palm of every hand, the cold, shiny screen of a TV, a monitor, a smartphone. Wow. Wow. Oh. Isn't that great? Yeah, it's great, but also just scary. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, it's great, know, but it freaks good. me yeah. out because I'm like, well, we're doing this podcast, and I'm looking at you on a phone, and I'm recording this on a computer, and <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. It's I, it does, but the I thing is, that's that's why it is such a great show because it stirs up such great conversation. You know, because mm-hmm, everybody's mm-hmm. thinking it. You know, you can't go anywhere anymore without just looking around and seeing everybody looking down. You know, um, oh, there's just little there's little bits of technology that affect you every day. I just got a Fitbit for Christmas. Never had one before. I am obsessed with tracking my steps and like looking at how much I sleep every night. It is so fun for me. And like, it's, I obsess over it now and I can't even believe how I went through life without it. You know what I mean? It's bizarre. Whoa. <laughs> Jeez, I want one. Much, huh? Yeah. Well, I want one. <laughs> um, no, I mean, it's, it's mostly just, you know, you get to the end of the day and you're like, geez, I walked like 11 miles today. That's cool. You know, it's just funny. So, um, yeah, but uh, what else did you were did I interrupt you there? No, no. Uh that's, okay. that's about it, yeah. All right. Well um I don't know, do you wanna just jump into our in our top five? I think we've said just about everything that needs to be said. Yeah. I don't wanna get into specifics of any episodes. Um Let's maybe before we do number ones, let's talk about any that we didn't like that much. And uh, but we'll go through five, four, three, two, one here. Um, and I'm gonna just start out, and I don't yeah. think that I'm gonna be stepping on your toes here. And I just want to do one um, one honorable mention because I did leave this out of my list. But my number five in this episode, um, I wrestled between for a long time, and my so my number six would be hated in the nation. I don't know if you're familiar with that episode. That's the honeybee one. Oh, yeah. They, yeah, and they the, pretty much the honeybees. Oh, yeah, by the way, if you're listening to this and you haven't watched Black Mirror, just stop listening oh, yeah. and go so this watch is, this is all full, of these episodes. We do not want to spoil any of this stuff because it, it is so good. And the twists are um, uh, the, of the highest caliber. I mean, they're up there with some of the greatest movie twists. So please stop listening. Anyway, um, but the honeybees and then they are – programmed so that they will go kill a specific person and then it targets everybody else. And so like a whole percentage, large percentage of the world's population gets killed by the bees or maybe it's just of England's population. Um, but either way that, that episode blew my mind. Wait, and sorry, sorry. What's th- it called again? Hated in the nation. Is it season three? Yes. Okay. Hated in the nation. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Sorry, I just, you know, there's so many episodes that it's hard to, like, pinpoint um, which one. Gosh, this one was crazy. Yeah, and the thing is, is that the episode itself was kind of, like, just, like... It was like, oh, this is entertaining. I was enjoying myself. It's just that at the end, my mind was completely blown. You know, I was like, oh my gosh, it's targeting everybody else. and It's gonna kill them all. Yeah. You know, it just was. It just blew my mind. Um, so I just wanted to mention that one real quick. And that was that was a fantastic episode, and I really liked that one. Um, but uh, how about you, how about you start off with your with your number five here? So okay. Um, yeah, I feel like if I said one that might be an honorable, honorable mention, it might be in yours. Um, so start, yeah, the yeah. only reason I brought that up is cause I pretty much knew that wouldn't be in yours. I've never heard you mention that episode before. So no, like, but well. the thing is, uh, when I first started watching this show, uh, cause I think I started watching this, uh, well, I guess I watched it probably before season three came out, but I watched that episode uh, quite a while ago. And I remember just being blown away by it. But for some reason, it just didn't even pop in my head um, when I was thinking about all these episodes. But uh, So, yeah, my number five is 15 Million Merits. Um, No way. Yeah, I think it's the second episode of season one, right? Yeah, with Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah. Um, Storyline is basically in a future society, um, most people work as slaves and they ride stationary bikes to generate energy. And in return, they receive merits that are consumed in fast foods. Like, so they gain points just to like feed themselves in the cafeteria and vending machines. Um, and then there's like this American idol esque show that they can all choose to compete in and go and try to get out of there and get like famous. Who's going to be the next? I think it's called hot shot. Um, and so the main character, I think his name's Bing, um, but yeah, it's the guy from uh, from Get Out, Daniel Kaluuya. Um, he like the he falls in love with this girl, and she goes on it, and she gets through, and uh, she basically leaves. And what does she do? Mm-hmm, I forget mm-hmm. what she does. Um, I can't even remember I can't remember exactly how that whole episode played out. I remember I remember I really liked that episode um, There's a certain episode that followed that completely out. Or overshadowed it in uh-huh, my mind, uh-huh. and so I kind of I almost forgot about that one. I it didn't it didn't make my list, but that was that the, was a very see, what, that was a very good episode. It's not it an, me, it's not one of the forgotten ones for me. What does that What does it for me in that episode is the very end of it where he gets on stage and he has a piece of glass and he holds it to his neck and he gives this speech that's just so like. Just such a powerful speech. It's so, like, anti-everything. It's everything that you're thinking throughout the whole episode. It's just like a big, you know, uh, I don't know. He basically just hates on everything that the society that he lives in is. Um, And it's amazing. And then at the very end of it, he ends up making it through because of that speech. They're like, oh, you're amazing. And then he just becomes one of the kind of fake people that... (laughs) And then just, he like does that, and then <on> he just repeat. does that, like then he yeah. just gives like inspirational talks. But he just, in the end, it kind of just shows that like, even if you try and you rebel, like you'll still end up just feeding into the same system. And so I always thought that was mm-hmm. like a really kind of a cool idea. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, mm-hmm. I loved that episode. I thought it was, I thought it was great. It also it plays on a bit of nostalgia because. I've probably seen that episode and then another episode I'll talk about the most. I think I've seen 15 Million Merits probably three times, three or four times. Um, oh, wow. And then I've seen another one like four or five times. But Nice, nice. Yeah, man, I, I agree. 15 Million Merits is a great episode. Um, definitely better than a lot, for sure. Yeah. It would probably be in my top ten. I would imagine. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's great. in my top 20 for sure. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like 17 episodes. I think there, There's like 11, <laughs> let's see, 11, 15, like 18 episodes. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, all right. My number five, uh, I want to think that maybe this one made your list, but I'm not sure if it did. So, um, I'm going with, uh, season fours, uh, hang the DJ. Nice. um, I really, really, really like that episode. Me too. And um, there was, there's another feel. This that, that was the one feel good episode. I think one of like two or three feel good episodes of black mirror that, um, I, I just really, I really enjoyed the, the concept of it, how, uh, you know, a big struggle in people's lives is dating. And so it just takes that struggle out of it and just does it for you. Um, and I, and I really just enjoyed all everything that went along with that. You know, you show up and you're like, Oh, okay, I guess we're going to be going to be together for nine months. You know, we're going to be oh, together and for that a is, year. It's you know? so, it's so messed up when you're watching it. Cause you're like, gosh, they have to spend a year together. Like, if you just you showed up me? and some girl was sitting there and it was like, this is your girlfriend for the next nine months, you'd be like, oh, really? Yeah, you're like, like what? Or, oh, nice. Yeah, like, or, you know, the oh, guy the guy you know. and the girl that get matched up, uh, how the girl just, like, hates him. Like, that relationship mm-hmm. when the guy gets out of the good relationship and he meets that that girl. Um, I mean, it's just like, what? What do you do? You just yeah, um, yeah. sit there for and I think a that, year. yeah. And I think that I I think that the whole episode was very very well done but the two main characters are named Frank and Amy and they were they they're acting their performances were just phenomenal yeah. like and yeah. Frank Frank specifically I really enjoyed Frank and so I thought that I thought that he seemed like kind of like your everyday guy he's he he seemed pretty average yeah. which made the episode super good because you're just like gosh I can totally see this but then the twist at the end was what really sealed the deal it I was did. like Oh my gosh! They're just freaking numbers 99. inside a machine. Ninety-nine point nine percent correct or whatever, you know? Yeah, uh, ninety-nine. Is it point 8? eight or yeah. something? I can't remember what it is. I mean, that is just but the yeah. best. That is the best because you're sitting there through the whole episode, just going, "Okay, so maybe this is some futuristic thing. They live inside a wall. Okay, gosh, I hope it they just can get And get It together. gets weirder and weirder, and then they break and then out that, and they dis- like they just disappear into like code. And it was mm-hmm. all just a simulation for an app that is just like, yeah. "Yep, you guys are absolutely correct and great for you." And you other. can just see them like locking eyes from across the room, and you're like, "Gosh, they're gonna be so happy together." I cried. <laughs> I cried a little bit. <laughs> I know, dude. I yeah. thought it was. I thought it was a beautiful, up. beautiful episode. Did that one not make it on your on your list? It's my number four. Oh, nice. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, Very good. Did you see actually the uh, the Vikings reference in there? You see an actor from, you remember the show Vikings? I do. Athelstan, the priest. Like the main priest guy that comes in. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Who is he? He's like the guy, he's the first guy that she, like, the guy who, here, I'll do a little imitation of him. I'm going to take a drink of my LaCroix really quick. That was Athelstan? Yeah, yeah, it's Athelstan. No kidding. Yeah. All right, cool. I didn't that I didn't is, so, I didn't that is such him. a funny part actually because you're like that, that is. you know, those are habits that you can't you can't break and if you're spending 9 months with somebody uh I mean that, that well, it's little things when you're in a relationship, you know, you have to it's, it's just pluses and minuses, all, you know, you have to balance it out and it's just always it's the also, little things. The the idea of having an expiration date on a relationship and so I think that that would make you notice the flaws in somebody so much more, oh, so much quicker, you know? Yeah. Because you're like, Oh, I don't like that about you, you know? And like, honestly, I mean, I think that a lot of people have been in a relationship where they realize that there's an expiration date on this. Like this isn't gonna ever end up. Well, being Well, if, so, if it starts and you're chewing with your mouth open, no way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good point. Don't chew with your mouth open. Six months. I won't give you six seconds. <laughs> no go uh Um, oh i can't stand it yeah yeah yeah, that's that's great though i think i think they hang the dj is fantastic so i'm so glad that that that's your number four yeah well i i mean that i had a hard time picking actually because that one i've i've seen it twice now and it is it's it's one of the feel-good episodes so it's like i don't know it's just hard it's hard to put it at like number one or two or something like that, but it's far up there. Did you by chance pick the other feel good episode? Is that on your list? No, no. Okay. Well, maybe we should reference, uh, what is it, San Junipero? Did you see that episode? Yes. Yeah, yeah, totally. San that's Junipero. Like, that, I did I did want to mention that because that is a very, very sweet and fun episode. Um, that's like the Emmy winner, it, right? Um, I don't, yes, yes, I think you're right. Yeah. yeah, it did. Um, and I, I did like the concept. I think that the concept behind that one was actually, um, a lot cooler than a lot of the other concepts and a lot of other episodes. Uh, it's just the execution of it. I, 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 I'm not saying it's a bad episode or anything. I think it's beautiful and I think it's amazing. It's just me, uh, me individually. It, it, it wasn't something that I necessarily like care about watching again. I was like, God, that was beautiful. Don't, whatever I would, but I'd rather watch it. It's the not really the dark feel stuff. good that you really, yeah, it's it doesn't have it like that, definitely. Yeah, I think the 50s yeah. element of it kind of threw me off a bit. Um, didn't it have like a 50s part or was it mostly 80s? It was like 80s, I think, wasn't it 50s at one point? Wasn't it like really early and then it was 80s? Maybe they go through different, I can't remember. Yeah, I watched that time. when season three first came out. I I liked it though, yeah, I liked that one episode. a lot. It's a good episode. The girl I mean, that Frozen, was, Daredevil. I think. Yeah, that one was one of, like, there was just a couple in season three that I thought were amazing. Um, But, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, so San Junipero was great. Um, So, well, I guess that'd that'd be me with number four then. That would be you. Back to me? All right. Well, so for my number four, I went with uh, the, let's see. Excuse me. I went with season three's uh, playtest. Nice. It was it was between fifteen million merits and playtest for me. Oh, so that was that was just the one that got nixed out. Uh huh. Yeah. No, it's um that one. I I honestly kind of wrestled around with those those back couple, and uh, I ended up putting playtest at number four because I just. The first time I watched it, it was just—it's just so cool, you know. And VR, virtual reality, is something that I mean is gonna—I've already played like virtual realities that are actually pretty sweet. Um, And to think if they can put something in your in your head that uh, would actually create little things on the ground without wearing any um, any goggles or anything that you could see, and and if something like that happened, it would be just so crazy you know i would honestly feel yeah i would be very terrified i wouldn't want to do a horror game you know but if you could if you could put me in skyrim or something and i could actually experience skyrim then that would be well they have that incredible they have that now well i mean but not like you know without the no yeah i mean it's like the virtual reality is getting there uh like it's actually getting there but i mean it's you know and there's gonna be a point where it gets to like Matrix level or like uh, um, Ready Player One level type oh, stuff. Oh, definitely. And it's like it could be it could be freaking sweet. Um, yeah, what a time I, I really for that, like movie that episode. To come out. That's crazy. I know, right? But I really like that one. I think that the I think that video games are are pretty big right now. I mean, they have been for a long time, but I think that that's gonna be a big a big. Uh, point in technology is where video games go from this point because I think that they can go to another whole another level and just blow the roof off and so it'll be interesting to see where these things go um, but also that actor um, you know I didn't re- I didn't even write his name uh, oh yeah I did Wyatt Russell uh, Cooper I thought that he, yeah. he does a great job and he he acts very much like I think that I would act if I was in that situation he's just cracking jokes the whole time just like not taking this thing seriously and then it starts happening, and he's like, "Yeah, there's a freaking spider just yeah. running around, like freaking out and stuff." And I just the, the, his reaction to all of it was was fantastic, and uh, then and then it starts getting really really dark. Mm-hmm. And I mean I hate to say it, but it is the dark stuff that does um entice me uh to watch the show more is because I think that his his father died of of Alzheimer's and started started losing his memory and uh forgetting who he was and then he starts forgetting who he was and I just thought that that, that was so sick and so demented i know, you know to do that to a human I being know. after like he watched a family member go through that. Um and then you know it turns out in the end that they have like the they have like the two the two um the two fools for you. Like the one where it's just like all of a sudden he's in the office and they unplug it. And it's like, that was one second. And he's, you know, it's like, Oh my gosh. You know, it wasn't, and none of it was real. Yeah. And that's kind of like, oh, you got me. Yeah. You know, great. Love it. Oh, you got love me. Love when they get me like, <laughs> oh yeah, I love it when they get me like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but then, you know, at the, and then it goes to another level and he gets home and his mom's forgetting who she is. And then it turns out that the whole reason the whole thing happened was because he got a phone call because he turned his phone on, tried to take a frigging picture when the gopher thing was about to start. I know. And so it just completely fried him. Yeah. Oh, got me. Oh, you got me. <laughs> you got me even more. <laughs> I love that. So, yeah, that 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 one does. That one he, does my he mind. die at and, the end? Uh, he does. Yeah. Yeah. He gets zipped up into a body bag. Yeah. Show Show Saito, the Japanese oh, game, yeah, the, the or, game uh, developer. video game developer designer. Yeah. So I would love to see what uh, Jack Evansteiner thought of that episode. You know, he's somebody that uh, just a shout out to him because I know he'll listen to this. He's somebody that we need to have on to a podcast sometime, especially a podcast like this. <laughs> um maybe a ready player one podcast oh, absolutely because working yeah. for a video game uh company is just has a whole level of insight i'm not going to say what he works for or anything like that but um mm-hmm. it, it's a whole it's pokemon m- pokemon go he works for pokemon go It's absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> i'm not gonna say what he works for <laughs> but, but <laughs> go bulbasaur sore, i don't know i am, I'm he actually does. he designs Charizard. He designs Charizard every day. <laughs> He's been designing a Charizard for twelve years. He's gonna listen to this and be like, "Gosh, I don't work for Pokemon." Which, hey, that'd be a total sweet job. I mean, I'm sure that you make bank and total people were great and into that Pokemon, Pokemon thing for a while. So it's gone still now. going. Yeah, it is still. I, dude, been. I was at Starbucks like this was probably like three months ago or something, um, but. There was a Pokemon meeting going out on outside, and tons of people were sitting there in the parking lot, like, meeting up, trying to get one of their whatever. I never got into it, so I don't know. But I was just like, wait, is that still going on? People still doing that? I guess so. It, dude, it was bizarre. It was, it was, bizarre. Bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> it was bizarre. It was bizarre. It was a cross between weird and bizarre. It was, bizarre. It was Um bizarre. But there was at least, like, 10 people. Maybe 15. It was weird, man. Bizarre. Um Anyway, that so... That is weird. I mean... Why are you doing that? Nah. No, anyway. I know. No, keep going. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, if you're doing it, you do it. You do it. Yeah. You d- Go ahead. You do you. We're going to do us. Do it good. Yeah. Have fun. If you're going to do Pokemon, do it well. So. I don't know. Be all that you can be. I don't know. <laughs> I understand when you're he says, three. I want to be <laughs> the very best like no one ever was. Or like no one ever was. To catch them is my real test to... What is it? To something is my cause. I don't know. I'm. Gosh, you actually know it. That's I know, fantastic. No, so we had to sing it at my senior like pops concert, like the end of the year pops concert. Oh, that's right. All the right. guys. Yeah. That was our song. And I got up on yeah. stage because I was like, nice, the Pokemon song. And I got up and I realized I just didn't know the song at all. That I that I like never even heard it. So. I was like reading the lyrics on stage and that's neither here nor there. Let's just, (laughs) let's just move on. (laughs) Cut that right out. (laughs) Cut that part (laughs) out. Um, so my number three is the entire history of you. Yeah. I saw that one coming. Yeah. Um, has Toby Kebble is the main actor. Uh, do you know what he's famous for? Another claim. Well, he was in he was in Ben-Hur. Yeah, but do you know another one that he was? Wait, what else is he? he was, I should know it. Can I say it? Yeah, yeah. He was Koba <laughs> from oh War of the Planet God. of the Apes. He was Koba, Koba, dude. Isn't that Koba. awesome? That's amazing. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was also in Kong Skull Island. I liked him in that. Um, I really like that actor, though. Kind of a cheesy character in Kong, Kong Skull Island, but yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we got to talk about that. Um, no. Okay, so uh, I have – I think there's a little uh, description here. In the future, most of the population has a chip called grain implanted to, rec- uh, to record and watch the memory of the, their entire life. And after a job interview, um, Toby takes an earlier flight to meet his wife at a dinner party with her old friends. And when he arrives, I remember when he gets there, there's like a guy that she's talking to, and then throughout the entire dinner, he is kind of seeing them being a little bit flirtatious. But honestly, it's it's nothing that is that concerning. Very subtle. It's very subtle, and it's one of those things that you should just overlook, you know? But he seems like an mm-hmm. obsessive guy, and so they have this thing called the grain, which is awesome. Like, I love this piece of technology in this episode. It's just this thing that... They all have, like, a tiny little mouse thing that they carry around with them. It's just like a little chip thing. And they can just stop and, like, go to their library in their head and just review anything that they've seen. So they can just go back to memories and go, you know, whatever. And they can zoom in and they can replay it and they can fast forward. Um They can like, you know, intently listen in on what people are saying from across the room and stuff like that. So the whole episode basically goes through and he is just obsessed with the fact that he thinks that his wife is cheating on him with that guy. And so he ends up ruining his life because he is like just investigating it so much in his head. He goes on like a gnarly bender and it turns out in the end that she actually was cheating on him with that guy. Mm-hmm. He was like 100% correct. And, uh, yeah, it just, that episode just blew my mind, man. That was one of the, I think it was the first episode. I, I think that was the first episode I watched and I was just like, well, and Whoa. that's Yeah. And you know, the only reason that I didn't bring that up as an honorable mention is because I knew it was going to be in your list because I know how much you do like that episode. Um, and I love that episode. I think that that piece of technology is one of the most brilliant parts. There's another episode, um, that has a similar piece Mm -hmm, of technology. mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, I think that I, I watched, I watched this show in order. And so after 15 million merits came the entire history of you. And that's when I was like, Oh, okay. This show is just incredible. Mm -hmm. Like, it's amazing and so from there then i watched the entire second season because i was just like this show is sick this show is awesome and uh so i I will say that the entire history of you is the episode that um completely got me into black mirror and solidified it as an amazing show and a show that would probably be up there with some of my favorites of all time you know, yeah. I like mean, I, it's I, why we're I talking really, about really it. enjoy this. I really enjoy this show. I do it's, too. It's gotten me. It's it's hit me harder than than most episodes of some of my favorite shows because the best episodes of Black Mirror are some of the best television. Well, there's ever. a there's a lot of shows that you're like, oh, Netflix just put on new episodes of such and you know, such and such, and you're like, oh, nice. I freaking love that show. I'll get to that at some point. You know, like Daredevil or something. Oh, new mm-hmm. episodes of Daredevil are are out. Nice. I can't wait to watch that whenever I have free time in a couple weeks or something like that. But I I'm i I'm always really excited about it. But then you hear Black Mirror has new episodes and you're like, no way. Black Mirror has new episodes? Like, I need to watch that OMG. right now. OMG hashtag no more Friday. <laughs> hashtag staycation. <laughs> hashtag no plans tonight. it's true though as soon as i watched the first episode i was like well this is my life it worked out perfect well it came out and uh i was on a trip over uh new year's but as soon as i got back um that that following weekend i watched the the first episode uh that saturday night and then i woke up and just marathon the rest of it uh or most of it that sunday and so i was just like just burned through so much of the season sunday bloody sunday it's fantastic. Um, but, yeah, that's great, man. I, I uh, yeah, totally, I love that totally agree. The entire history of you is one of the best. Well, he's a – yeah. Absolutely. He plays a very realistic guy in that one as well. I just kind of wanted to mention that. He's very realistic. Mm-hmm. So it, it's like you were talking about with, uh, what, Cooper in the last one. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah. Just very much like yourself, kind of upset, you know. Well, not to say that I'm obsessive or anything. I'm not. I'm actually cool. I work out and stuff. Um but <laughs> if you saw that though and you had the ability to look back, you totally would. You would investigate. You know. Yeah. And, totally. And so you don't fault him for it, but yeah. It's a great episode, but yeah. Anyway, moving on to your numero tres. My number 3. All right, well, um my number 3 is uh, it's one of the I think it's one of the most ambitious episodes and I think that they were going for it to be the best episode of black uh, mirror yet. Uh, I don't think it's quite the top, but I think that definitely had some of the best and most interesting stuff in it. Um, so I'm going with uh, black museum as okay. my number three. Okay. All yeah. right. So, um, yeah, I thought that I just really enjoyed all three of the separate stories. Um, but I think that it, it's one of those episodes that it preys on the super dark stuff. Um, so we can just skip the first guy because, I mean, it, it was fine. It was fine. It was enjoyable. Well, the guy okay, that but feel pain and all was, that. What uh, I saw was what I can vividly remember is toes and blood everywhere lying on the ground. <laughs> and this guy yanking out a molar. And I was like, I know. oh, my gosh. Just like. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's crazy really, how they can go there, you know? Like the show can know, get so yeah. brutal and they can show so much because it's on Netflix. Yeah. So it's not like it's just like a, you know, like they couldn't show that kind of stuff in like Breaking Bad because Breaking Bad was on AMC, you know, like yeah, yeah, you don't see that kind of stuff. And so when you mm-hmm. see that kind of stuff in the show, you're just like, oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> gosh. No, it's like drawing no, agree, into man. a guy's head. You're like, oh boy. I know. They – they can get away with a very, very extreme R rating, you know, like they can go as far as they want. And it's, borderline NC-17. And I wasn't yeah, allowed they, in that they, section. They, <laughs> But they use it to their advantage, and it's, and it's quite, quite fantastic. Um, what did you think of the second story um, where the lady goes into a coma, and then she gets put into her husband's brain, and then transferred into a teddy bear so that she can remain a part of her, hus- or part of her uh, son's life? I mean, it's just, I don't know. It's one of those things that as soon as she's put into his head, you know it's just a bad idea. You wouldn't want somebody living inside your How long your head can act. happiness really last? I anyway? gosh, that guy. How long? Gosh, that guy. But we'll get to that. Um, he's yeah, he's good. But yeah, um, I just that, great, that one was just yeah. one of those things where I was like, if you if you had the ability to create a digital consciousness. So you could actually, and, and they deal, they dealt with that in San Junipero too. Um, but if you could transfer who you are into somebody else's brain, which is a horrible idea, but you know, if somebody were like, if somebody you love is in a coma and if they're in a vegetative state, at what point do you say they would want to die or they would want to stay alive? Because is it torture for somebody just to sit there and not be able to respond? You know what I mean? Yeah. And how much, or, or to stay in just an entire, in a dream state for forever? And I mean, and that's when, that's when they bring in like actual um, big, you know, political discussions now into a show like this. But um, I mean, not to even get into that, but I, I well, just Well, they say that at the end how it's illegal then. You know, it's illegal to delete one of these people because it's murder. Or whatever they say that at the end of oh, the yeah. you know, near the end of the episode, so you're like, "Well, oh man, I mean, what do you do?" See the only the yeah. only use for it that I could picture is like an elderly couple or something like that. You know, like say a guy is ninety years old or something like that, and him and his wife had a long happy marriage, but then like she got into a coma, and then she was put into his head for the last like you know Lived three years of his him. life or something like you know. I feel like something like that It might that, be horrible though. I know. I mean, I don't, don't know after 30 years you probably want some free. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding>. <laughs> 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 uh, just what i thought I was, she was gone. she's gets planted into my head um, oh gosh that was- no you know but what i was thinking is with the teddy bear thing now i mean it's horrible for her because it got discarded but if somebody were to take me and put me into a teddy bear or whatever and just put that teddy bear in a room grab a dvd player doesn't even have to be a blu-ray <laughs> put school of rock in and hit repeat hit repeat I'm good for eternity. Maybe we were making straight A's, but these are the dumb days. <laughs> Boom! God, seriously, dude, how many years do you think until you get sick of School of Rock? Never. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so either. I, <laughs> I think I could watch that movie on repeat for You add in you add in the special features and deleted scenes every once in a while, um, and but now. they have to be a, the movie has to be in its entirety. I can't have deleted scenes in it. But no, afterwards. no, you, yeah, you can't yeah. add them in. I'm just saying, every now and then, what if it, you know, it stops playing? Somebody forgets to hear, hit repeat. It goes back to the menu. Um, oh, and you can hit those. You know, sp- I can't remember what that menu's like. That'd be pretty cool. That man. would be that would be a particular brand of hell. It's just a DVD menu oh, on repeat, man. Because oh, be we've horrible, all had those nights where the TV didn't. Oh, we've all been you know, there like Count of Monte Cristo or something like that where the, you know, the menu popped up and you fell asleep and then the menu just kept playing and kept playing and kept playing and you woke up and you're like, gosh, I've heard this a million times and you turn it mm-hmm, off. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would be the yeah. worst. What would be the that worst be... DVD menu to hear over? And well, over? I was trying to think and I'm trying to think of the ones that I've, that I've experienced the most. I really don't know. I don't know. I, I well, I'm, Wedding I crashers. Was, I was with Wedding crashes would be bad. Anyway, I was with somebody, and um, we were talking for a long time after the movie, and uh, the DVD menu kept rolling on Pineapple Express, oh. and uh, it has this weird song, and I remember being like, "Oh my gosh!" I'm sorry, real quick, I got to turn this off. This is driving me insane. Um, anywho, um, but yeah, so so to move on though, School of Rock, I could watch it for an eternity, um, but. <laughs> 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 then, then, so the, the next bit of the episode is this guy that supposedly—what um, did he do? He murdered. He somebody? murdered somebody. Or, yeah, like a reporter sup- or something he, like that. Yeah, he supposedly murdered somebody. I don't know. Yeah, a TV reporter, I think yeah, it was. Yeah. But uh, there wasn't that. Like there was, it was not. They weren't sure if he actually did it or not. So there was a chance that he might have been innocent. But this guy. Pretty much bought this guy's consciousness and puts him in a digital cell in which he gets electrocuted, and people can freaking electrocute. Go him to the museum for a token. and get a token and electrocute this guy, but they don't know that he's actually experiencing this over and over and over, and it's just like, oh okay. gosh. And so this is this is what's so messed up about it is because, okay, that sounds horrible in itself to be sit there and be electrocuted again and again and again and again. But then he has that little token thing and what I took from the token. And I don't know if you agree with this or not, but does that, I think that that token, um, clones or replicates that digital version of him and it just, It freezes him in that moment for eternity. So every single one of those tokens is an actual version of that guy that's been cloned and is stuck in that moment right before he would die for eternity. So you literally are just going like just being electrocuted for eternity. Like a million times. Like there's so many people that came in and got tokens. Yeah. And so there's just millions, I mean, at least thousands of versions of that guy that are just continually being just shocked with so many Volts. I mean, I don't know, dude. That part like made me sick to my stomach when I thought about that because I think I that that think really is that. what it is. If, if somebody doesn't believe that, then feel free to message us or whatever. And I would love to hear from what you thought about that. But that's what I took away from it is that, that those are actual, uh, that that's actually a, a clone of his digital consciousness that, um, is being, uh, is being tortured for the rest of, life in Poor just one guy. single second. I know, dude. It's just... It's so messed up. It's so messed up. And it makes me sick to even think about it. But there's a silver lining because then that girl totally is able to execute her dad. I know. And like yeah, she, let him die and then that gets the Haynes guy yep. and does the same thing to him. And she catches that little clone of him, so she's able to keep that guy in the pocket. So at least he has... One one five hundred thousandth of, you know, yeah. cause how many thousands that did she, she didn't save. You know, there's so many versions that are out there that are never going to be saved. They're just stuck for that, stuck like that for eternity. And it's going to be horrible. Um, <laughs> but at least but, she got that moment, you know, and she did it perfect. It was lightning in a bottle. Mm hmm. And then I love that she had the uh, the teddy bear. That's that girl that's just been sitting there in that room oh, watching I know. through the eyes yeah, of the see, teddy bear. See, that's crazy too. That, that girl just has been sitting there this entire time. I mean, you got to know. know she, I mean, her brain is scrambled eggs <laughs> i mean there's no you're not <laughs> yeah and she and i love how she only can say like teddy bear i can't even remember what she yeah what the teddy like bear i want says, a hug teddy bear like, needs a hug and then like teddy bear loves you or something like that yeah yeah teddy bear needs a hug and teddy bear loves you and it's just like he like sees that guy getting killed and it's just teddy bear loves you <laughs> i just i laughed so hard i was like gosh that's amazing Really, really well-told story. Um, I loved and I it, think man. Yeah, th- the twist at the end is what got me. When it was like, oh, yeah. she's the daughter, you know. Mm-hmm. Is that coming up later for you? No. You left Black Museum out. Cool, and that's and that's the thing is that I think that they thought that that was going to be a much better episode than it was. And I'm not saying it's a bad episode; it's my number three. But I think that I don't think it's as strong as a couple others. Which is it's funny because I feel like I feel like when they were writing that one, they're like, "Oh, this is going to be this is going to be the clincher this season. This yeah. is going to be the best." And it, and it wasn't quite it wasn't quite the best, but it was still very it was very really entertaining. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um. Okay. Well, do we I have guess the same two? So It's got to be, it has to be, I can't see any other way that it goes. So (laughs) Ant-Man, no. Um, (laughs) So, well, let's, before we even get into that, um, well, I'll just say my number two is the Waldo moment. Oh gosh. (laughs) My heart just dropped. I was like, really? (laughs) Do you remember that one? Uh, yeah. The dude is like a, what, a cartoonist or something like that. And, I, I can't. Yeah, he's like a cartoon. He's like a reality or like a TV star, and I yeah, think it's it. kind of topical. You know, reality TV star gets you know almost elected president. Um, kind of <laughs> topical in our day and age. That I guess. is, yeah. But uh, yeah, um, but I, I I always thought that that one was just weird, and I I didn't like it that much. Um, the Be Right Back one, I think that you mentioned that one. Oh, I was, sorry. I was going to mention just the, the episodes that really I didn't care about or almost forgot about because they just really weren't that good oh, okay. to me. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, and, and, it's, and that's, you know, this show is amazing, but it's like, you know, with any show, there's just a couple episodes a that couple you kind of, of forget them. about and the, you're like, uh, whatever. I'd say the, the Nosedive episode, did you enjoy that one? the first episode of season three it's like the uh redhead from, yeah i know I when, I remember, you know yeah for I know social you're media score i don't i don't know if i i, I, th- I thought it was fine and same it with like fine. men against fire i wasn't yeah that one was that one was also it was good though it had a good twist fine. it had a good twist yeah um, um, so, th- I mean, there's a couple in season three, Yeah, Men Against Fire, I wasn't crazy about, Nosedive, I wasn't crazy about, um, what was Shut Up and Dance? Dude, Shut Up and Dance is actually really good, and I'm, I'm kind of sad that I didn't put it on, but it was pretty close. It's when the kid, uh, they're getting, oh, like, yeah, text, yeah, yeah, yeah. text from somebody, and they have to, like, yeah. rob a bank and do all this stuff. Also, yeah, this is, a Has brawn in it. Yeah, it has brawn in it, and then it also has, uh... I think his name is Alex Lothar, and he's in this new show on Netflix. On Netflix, Netflix. (laughs) It's a working out program. (laughs) Netflix. Right. Um. No. Netflix. (laughs) Um. (laughs) But uh, he's in this thing called like the end of the effing world or something like that. The end of the effing world. Something like that is a brand new show on Netflix. Uh, It's really good, man. It's really good. Nice. We just started. uh, We watched a couple episodes the other night. And uh, they're like twenty minutes long, really short, and really good show. So anybody looking for a new show, ask for one. <laughs> Check that one out. Um, yeah, For sure, man. Anyway. Um, but there's yeah, there's definitely a couple a couple in or pretty much just those in season three, uh, Nosedive and then Men Against Fire that I wasn't crazy on. Season two, um, the Waldo moment and uh, be right back. Um, didn't make much of an impression on me. I completely forgot about. Be right back. Uh, White Bear was good though. Um, anything in season four that uh, didn't uh, strike your fancy? I know the Archangel, the one with the mom that is looking after her daughter. Yeah. I thought that I thought the idea behind it was really really good, but I also just didn't really care that much about the episode. Really, yeah, it was, but it was good. It it was interesting it was enough to carry me along. Honestly, the Metalhead episode, I didn't. I wasn't. I really wasn't that into it. Like it was cool. It was a cool episode and a cool idea but uh I don't know. Robot it's such dog. a it's such an isolated and contained episode too also it's like black it and white, just you know yeah, yeah, that's a big thing too. And it's also, it was just, you know, kind of the CGI seemed a little shoddy mm-hmm. um, and it was, it, it just had no impact on anything else. And I think that it is a very cool story and I think it's, you know, like that was very ambitious. I just don't think that it was, I don't think it, 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 it didn't hit me too yeah. well. I didn't, I didn't love it. Um, Crocodile was super dark. Never want to watch it again though. I don't um, think I ever want to watch anyway. it again, but I will say it blew my mind. It was so, so dark and uh, I couldn't believe what I was watching the entire time. I was like, are you kidding yeah. me? Like the nerves of when she's putting like the memory thing on her, like the memory reader video and she <sighs> yeah. sees the murder take place and you're like, oh no. And then she just goes on a string of murders. Like that episode was great. Actually. I, I enjoyed that one. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It was, it was very good and very intense. Uh-huh. um All right. Well, let's let's get it. Let's dig into it, man. Yeah, these um, might these might be switched, but I think we have the same favorite two, so. Oh, I bet they are switched. They could be. I don't know. Okay, well, you you say yours? You go. My number 2 is USS Callister. I went the other way around. Ah, there we go. Yeah. All right, hey, so I'm a Star Trek guy. Hey, you know, uh, I kind of was thinking so what's what's your favorite episode? Or sorry, what's mine, what's your second? Sorry, my second is White Christmas, and my my first is White Christmas. So we have the same first let's talk, two. Let's talk about you yeah. Let's talk about USS Callister, and then we can dig into White Christmas let's do because it. I think I think the USS Callister is my favorite because it is um, probably the most entertaining episode Absolutely. that there has ever been. Yep. I think the White Christmas is. Um, more interesting probably but uh and also a lot of the ideas from USS Callister uh are ideas from White Christmas so um anyway um USS Callister it starts off and Jesse Plemons who is a fantastic uh, actor um is this character named Robert Daly and he at first you think that he is the captain on a show that is much like Star Trek and that and I remember seeing the trailers for that and being like, oh my gosh, how are they going to pull that yeah, that's off? that's going to be a weird this episode. Be? this seems yeah. really weird. And I wasn't on board with it. And it starts out and it's like super cheesy and strange. And then he like kisses both the girls and you're like, what? Yeah. And then it shows that in his regular life, he's just this sad sack, you know? And he and freaking you really just feel walking bad for around. Him. You really and feel you bad feel him. so bad for him. And I don't need to like recount the entire episode. If you're watching this, hopefully, or if you listen listening to this, hopefully you just saw it. Um, but you know, you feel bad for him. And then it turns out that he's been living out this fantasy of being the captain of the USS Callister in his own home. And he's taken a freaking clone or pretty much a cookie. Um, and, a. For anybody that that isn't familiar, I think essentially what the idea is um, is that you would put something or no, he takes a clone of their DNA. Yeah, That's so what yeah, he does basically he one. takes he'll take a piece of their DNA, he'll like steal it from the trash and then upload it to his computer and put it into and create his, a digital clone. Yeah, and put it into his modified version of a basically a full streaming game that people can play online and go into a full virtual reality and like kind of like Ready Player One. And travel through space mm-hmm. and do everything. But he has a modded version that's just his. Nobody can get into. And he's putting, basically, consciousness of people into these things. And just like the Black Museum, these people are trapped inside. Yeah. And and it's it's one of those weird things where you're like, okay, these aren't real people. They're digital clones, though. Yeah. And so at the end of the day, that is a real person in there. What they're, what they're experiencing is very, very real. Even though they are not the real version of themselves, they are very, very real. I mean, hell, or excuse me, <laughs> heck, we watched, you know, Multiplicity with uh, Michael Keaton. You know, was the third him, not still somebody that needed to be experienced life in some way? Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I would or, take Multiplicity. Do multiplic- we not care about mini-me? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, so yeah, he has all these versions of these people that are just going through the worst life ever. Because, oh gosh, you know, at first it doesn't seem that bad. You're like, oh, well, they're trapped in this thing. But how bad does it get? And so when that girl wakes up in there and she doesn't agree to do what he wants and he turns her face off and he's like, you won't die. You'll just sit there gasping for air for as long as I want you to. That was when I was like, oh my God. It's so messed up. You can like and that's and and that's why I love like I'm a, you know, I love history. And it's because sometimes studying the extreme like the extreme um, experiences of human beings throughout history is really interesting. And it's not to say that I enjoy like hearing about suffering, but it is very interesting to, in, to understand what people have gone through. And this took it to another level where you can just torture these individuals in indescribable and horrible ways. And it just, I don't, it just blew my mind thinking about, you know, turn the face off for when he turns that girl into, into a the monster. monster beast. You're like, and then, and, and then, then just, she's just the same consciousness that was there. Like she's the same girl, but then she's just put into a monster that then has to live its life as just like a tentacle weird slimy thing it's like oh my gosh oh it's mm-hmm. so it's so uncomfortable the entire thing mm-hmm. and it's so funny cuz when i watched it the second time the beginning tricks you so so much like it you feel so bad for this dude he's just like a nerdy dude he's the second in second in command that is not appreciated there's the main boss and then he's the one who writes all the code and he's like the the genius behind it, but he's not appreciated. And then come to find out, he's just an absolute psychopath. And he mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he takes it out on these people in his little modern world. You know he he uses that in as his a way to psycho, just, yeah, as a way to just because uh, you know people make fun of it. You know that's why they're all talking about how they got in there. And you know they're yeah. like, oh, I made fun of him, or that could- I didn't, you know. That guy's like, I'm still the intern. <laughs> Just so disappointed. I'm still an intern out there. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, but man, I and then oh yeah, and then the really messed up part about the episode is that he takes the DNA from that guy's kid uh-huh. and freaking tortures and kills his kid. And in shoots front of him, him out of an airlock. Yeah, and it's so realistic that this kid actually like decompresses A kid in is- space. There is a version of that kid that did go through that, you uh-huh. know. It's like regardless, he still there is, you know, there was some poor little kid that woke up in that ship and just got thrown out of an airlock. It's like, "Oh my gosh, bro." That's horrible. That's weak, dude. Yeah. But then they get out of it and they totally defeat him. Does he and is he stuck there now? Yeah, so he dies at the end of the episode. He I think he dies. Like, that's what I don't think so. That's what it leads you to believe, man. He is absolutely stuck there, and it looks like he's just going to stay there, and his brain gets fried or something. Maybe, yeah, maybe his brain would get, maybe he has no escape from that. I would think that at some point somebody's going to go check on him, but maybe not. Maybe he's such a homebody. You know what I love is all the, the little details in that show like the door how he has like a big screen on the door and it's like <coughs> changed to like a holiday version setting you know with like snow kind of falling and it's like a mm-hmm. digital you know apartment number I thought that was mm-hmm. all the little things in the show but yeah uh, and it's like the pizza delivery system that took place in the um, in crocodile just such a random small thing but yeah automatic pizza automatic pizza and it's the coming, same yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah, I, I just USS Callister was, was fantastic, and then yeah, um they, they end up actually thwarting him in the end, and it was it was pretty good. Um and then did you notice the voice at the end? Who was it? It was Aaron Johnson, man. Friggin' Jesse from Breaking Bad. Really? Yeah. Dude, yeah. I did not know that. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Aaron Aaron Paul. Oh, Aaron Paul, excuse me. Aaron Johnson, who's that? Really? Uh yeah, yeah! Isn't that great? Why did they get him? That's hilarious. No idea. I was they always wondering that to, was. This sounded kind of like just a <laughs> kind of a idiot. <laughs> Gosh, <laughs> He's, that's that's um, awesome. And the, also, brief shout out to the guy that was the bad guy. I loved that guy. Who? You know, you know the uh, the the guy that was on the on the other planet. Oh yeah, and yeah. He's like, ah, ha, ha, you know, doing he that. He did whole a bit. great job. He, Billy Magnuson. Just, you know, yeah. He's, you know, he's forced to do this. Valdeck. And he, <laughs> he is, play, he's playing it as well so as he possibly great. can. Yeah, he really does it. Yeah. Really. As soon as he leaves, he's, he's like, like oh. well, I'm stuck here. I might as well sell this character. Yeah. <laughs> I just, the day is not I lost, Vow Haven't I been a, haven't I been a, a worthy adversary? Do I not deserve a, a dignified death or something like that? I love that. He's like, no, that's against regulation or something. Yeah, just leaves him alive, and he's like, "Oh, all he wants to do is die. That's all he wants is just to die." Also, they had a really great cast in that because the Jimmy Simpson Walton, that guy. Uh, after seeing him in yeah. Westworld, it's just mm-hmm. he's become one of my. He's becoming one of my favorites, man. He's so great. Everything he's in. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's. Mm-hmm. Uh, isn't he always sunny? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's one of the McPoyle brothers. <laughs> <laughs> he is one of the McPoyles. Oh, I never really that connection. Oh my gosh, I love those big McPoyles. <laughs> I know. Uh, and their milk. And there's so much milk. Um all right, well, do you want to move on from that one? Yeah, real quick, Kristen Milioti too. Yeah, huge shout out to What what else is she in? She's in she's in the White Christmas episode. She's the Yep. She's the 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 girl. Oh, you know, um, and you know who she is. You do you know who she is too? Yeah, she's in Game of Thrones too. What she is? Yeah, she marries Rob. She's Rob Stark's wife. No, that's not what it says on her IMDb. Am I thinking of somebody different? You are. Yeah, she's, Am I getting them mixed up? Yeah, you are. Uh, she is uh, Ted's wife in How I Met Your Mother. Oh my gosh, you're right. Yeah. Wait, is that not the same girl that's in White Christmas? Yeah, she's not in White Christmas either. I think that girl from White Christmas was in Game of Thrones. <laughs> no, she is. She totally is. I thought that that was the same girl. They look a lot alike. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Dude, that's so weird because I'm so not weird. that guy. I, I am not that guy that like confuses actors for one another. But they, they look a lot alike, They do though. look a lot alike. And, yep. Yeah. Uh, Wait, Yeah, gosh. Una Chaplin in White Christmas, and she is Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> that is weird. You know, it's funny though, when you see stuff like that because you gotta think that there's just a certain casting agent that has a certain look, and those two girls do look a lot alike. Yeah. you know, yeah, and there's certain guys in the show that share very similar kind of vibes and very similar looks and you're it's, you see that a lot with shows. A lot of shows Mm -hmm. have a very certain essence about them. Um, yeah. And it's because of the casting agent, you know? Absolutely. That's cool. All right. Well, let's, let's do my white Christmas, man. You, you, you lead off on this one. This was your episode. So in a remote cabin, Joe Potter reluctantly celebrates Christmas with, (laughs) no, I'm kidding. Um, uh, well, basically, Joe Potter, who is played by John ha- John Ham, um, with wait, I think that's who it is. Oh no, because so John Ham is Matt. He plays Matt. Yeah, he's, he's and then Matt. Rafe Spall plays Rafe Potter. Rafe Spall plays Potter, and they're in a cabin <laughs> and they're celebrating Christmas for some reason. And uh, the dude uh, Potter, Joe Potter, never talks, and so. They start having a conversation and it's Christmas after all, so they, you know, start talking about stuff. And eventually Matt kind of gets him to start having a conversation at least, but he's still not talking. So Matt basically just starts talking about his work history, and he starts with one of the worst things. This one's this one's really dark. That one's really. It's dark. very much. It's very much like Black Museum, where it's three separate stories in one episode. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And I really, I really like these episodes because they do break it up. And so there is the overarching storyline that's going on, but you kind of forget about it. it but you have two other alternate storylines that are just like, kind of like, oh wow, that yeah. was pretty funny. You and know? It's a, um, this one was kind of the first time that you're introduced to a, a few things. Um, but yeah, basically, he is. Like a date guide. He he just helps guys that are nervous or girls that are nervous and can't, you know, are having a hard time meeting somebody. So he basically is just in their head. Um, They're wearing like a little thing. And so he can see everything that they're seeing and hear everything that they're hearing and basically guides somebody through a date and tells them what to do and what not to do and tries to get somebody to hook up with somebody, you know? Um, So at first it's kind of fun, you know? And you're watching it and you're like, oh, this is, you know, that's cool that he does that. But then this guy, he meets Tonks from Harry Potter and from Game of Thrones um, and meets her, and, you know, they're at like a Christmas party, and she seems kind of strange and cool. And so they're kind of talking about how much they hate the world or something like that. They have stuff in common. And so they go back to her house, and she just poisons him. Suicide Pact. A suicide pack, And he doesn't even know what's going on. You know? He, all of a sudden, this poor unobligingly, guy... Unobligingly. Unobligingly <laughs> yeah. just gets forced to die. And John Hamm watches this thing. And, uh, gosh, that... And then he closes the computer. Yeah. Burn it. Yeah. Burn it all. Closes the computer, Erase all evidence that we've ever it. been here. And then he walks outside, and he walks past, like, his kid's room. And <sighs> steps on, like, a toy. And he's just in his house. You know? It's like, oh, man. Like, little things like that in this show are just crazy. But then goes to show that he gets into a fight with his wife, and there's this technology that can block people from the world well and I think that I think that um and it has to do with every ep, or with every storyline is that they have uh I can't remember what they're what they're called but something oculus or, it's it's retinal or whatever, like the other one some, from the... yeah some techie word for eyes you know like oculus blah 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 or something oculus Rupertaro. but they're basically. But they're basically like robot or, you know, uh, eyes that can record everything and they just are... Little computers that are your eyes now, and so uh, they have the ability to block certain people. You can record stuff very much like uh, the entire history of you. Maybe you can't record everything, but yeah. uh, you it, it, they they're used for multiple different things, um, and so that's a big part of the episode. And uh, the entire blocking thing will come into come into play later. Um, but just to jump in, I do I do love the the idea of the cookie. And that part, that part blew my mind. Um, so basically what happens is John Hamm goes on to talk about how part of his job was he would take what are called cookies and they're little digital implants yep. that would go in somebody's brain. And it was a stream of consciousness that would learn everything about a certain brain and thus it would kind of just turn into that person. Yep. And it would be... They would know all of the things about you so it would be you and thus it could run your life. Uh But the only way these these cookies are used so that somebody could put one in their house and it would run all of their day-to-day activities and the only way that you can get these things to coerce is to realize that this is their job and they have no other option. And so So he he has this girl sitting in a room and he tells her, okay, you don't want to work, try six months. And she just has to sit there because she's, I mean, she's like herself, but she realizes that she can't eat, like she can't sleep, she can't, she has, you know, no water, but like her body doesn't need that. She's just like a, it's like, imagine just waking up, just like all of a sudden realizing that and then he just gives her six months. Then what does he give her? He gives her like five years or something like that. No, I think the first, the first one he gives her three years or three weeks and then he gives her six months. Um... And so after the sixth month, she's like, oh, my gosh, give me something to do. I'll play ball. And that's something that I found so interesting about that, because I remember playing games like The Sims or like Roller Coaster Tycoon or stuff like that, where you would make time accelerate. And so somehow they can do that for these little cookies. They can make time accelerate way faster. So they, you know, they'll perceive six months going by in what amounts to like 30 seconds of oh his life, gosh. you know? And oh man, it's just, it's just crazy. It's freaking crazy thinking about that. And so anyway, she plays ball after that. And, uh, I did, I, her reaction to the whole thing. I thought that her performance was really great and, uh, really sold it. So I really enjoyed that, that element of yeah, it. Yeah. And I love but, it. Yeah. Um, so that, that Ona girl, she is in that thing. And that was, yeah, I think that was the first time that you really saw that in any of these episodes, just, Somebody going through that kind of punishment, that kind of thing. I mean, it's it's so messed up. I think that the USS Callister has some really messed up things in it where you're like, that is crazy torture. But this is, this one in the Black Museum also demonstrates some like serious psychological trauma, you know, like freaking just. Unreal torture, but we'll get to that in a minute. So what happens at the end here, though? Well, basically, well, so Joe ends up talking, and he describes all of his stuff, and uh, on Christmas Day, like, he kind of has a similar thing from the uh, the other episode, the... I forget what it's called, actually. No, never mind. Um, he has a very similar thing where, like, he sees his girlfriend kind of like flirting with somebody. And then, um, but he, I mean, he doesn't think anything about that. But she is like drinking a bunch, and then he sees in the garbage that there's a pregnancy test. And so he realizes he's going to be a dad. And then she says that she doesn't want to have the baby or something like that. And he freaks out, and they get into a fight, and she just blocks him. Like, she just it's absolutely it's like him. Facebook you know you can block somebody but in this it's just real life blocking like <laughs> you're eyes, blocking by the person and they don't exist they don't anymore exist. like you literally they're just like a shadow like a freaking she just can't she to blob. see like a blob you know and he's trying to t- but like there's nothing he can do now so then which I also thought was interesting that they could see the outline of the human being because he later finds out that she's still pregnant when he sees her in uh-huh. public and I was thinking to myself like that's interesting that they would still show the outline yeah like, why wouldn't it just? I don't, know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe because you'd, you'd have to, so that you wouldn't run into people or something like that. But well, then anyway, he sees yeah. It, and but so then, then the baby's blocked out as well. Yeah. So the you know because you can't see like legal. Yeah, because she has a legal block yeah. on him, and so that applies to offspring as well. So he and can't so then me. he goes, he goes and visits this little kid, and goes and watches his daughter, or yeah, his daughter growing up for years and years for like five years or something. Yeah, and then. His wife dies. His wife dies. So then the legal block is off, and then he looks at the kid, and it's Asian, and it's just not his kid. She had cheated on him, and that's why the whole (laughs) fight happened. And you'd just be like, "What?" So then he freaks out, and that was like, yeah, that was like that was one of the biggest like mind blows for me. Is like this poor guy, he has just been watching this kid's life from afar only to find out that it's not even his kid. It would have been so much easier that, for him if it just wouldn't have been blocked and they just broke up. Why wouldn't up? she just told him? I know. I cheated on you and it's not your kid. Get over it. I mean, not get over it. I cheated on but, you, you know, like, and sorry. it's not your kid. Block. Boom. And then he would just hate you and he would hate you and just try to live the rest of his yeah. life without you instead of just sitting there being just like, "Oh my gosh, I have an unborn, you know, I have a child that I don't even know." blah blah. So anyway, that was that was unreal and then i couldn't believe that yeah it it seriously it was uh, like one of the biggest and he twists. kills the dad and then he <laughs> commits and then he commits murder you know and then yeah. it goes full circle because he confesses to a murder then he realizes i had no idea why i was even in this cabin and john ham's like yeah you know and then it just turns out i got the confession yeah i'm out then john ham just Peace. yeah he has the confession and he's out And then the guy realizes, oh my gosh, I just confessed to murder. It's just, it's just an, it's a way to get somebody to confess. It's just like a police interrogation room, except for in a simulation. That's a, you know, that wipes your memory kind of and puts you into a setting. And I mean, that's crazy. That idea is crazy. when When they tell the real him in the cell, like it doesn't matter. Your digital cookie already confessed. So you don't have to, we already got it. And he's just like, oh no. Yeah, because you're just The digital there like, cookie oh. gets worse punishment than he does, than the real guy does. Digital cookie gets worse punishment than anybody's experienced in anything he that has I've to, ever heard he of. he has <laughs> to sit. What does he do? He has to sit with like the music on full blast and. They turn this annoying Christmas song on. I, I think it had something relevant to do with the episode. I can't mm-hmm. remember. Um, but they turn it up, and then the guy says uh, something like a thousand years per minute. And I did the math. Uh, a couple of days ago, I can't remember what exactly it was, though. It was over a million years, so this guy has to sit in there for a million years at least a million years. Oh my gosh years. yeah, he's sitting he's sitting in that house by himself with that song playing on full blast for at least a million years. Oh my gosh, that would be I mean so bad. <laughs> I'm, I'm twenty nine years old right now. I cannot imagine having every day of my life, having that song blaring, living in just one house. Oh my gosh. Oh, it's horrible. Just the concept of spending that much time in a situation that you can't get out of. Oh, it's, it's
1: 65 disgusting.
0: years. Don't they go by, Don't in, they blank. Go by in a blank? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, that one, that one was just As like, was, man, man, then what, happens to, John Ham? what dark. happens to John Hamm at the end? Cause I'm kind of confused in that. And so John Ham, he uh, he is still being punished for all the stuff that he was doing with the dating services and like oh, other yeah. illegal activities. And so they say, all right, you don't have to be locked up, but you're gonna have a legal block on you. And he's like, from who? And they go, everyone. And so then he walks out, and everybody's gray. Everybody's and he gray. Just can't have he can't have contact. And to, with the, anybody. to everybody else, he's red. I think, which means like criminal. Yeah. S- stay away. Gosh. he's blocked from everybody. Oh, oh see, that's that's that, why that, that's the that worst episode thing? is so dark because it's just horrible. Nobody wins. I mean, just nobody wins. The worst stuff happens to everybody. Well, happy Merry Christmas. <laughs> 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 I know, man. Yeah, that episode, that last episode, or excuse me, the White Christmas episode is by far the most messed up. I only liked the USS Callister one more because it was more entertaining, but I think the White Christmas is the best episode. Yeah, I, yeah, I think they're definitely the top two for sure. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it, it's hard to improve upon those two, so they're the best. And there you go. And there you go. And that's that's Black Mirror. That's Black Mirror. There's a lot of great episodes, and we are looking forward to more episodes. Can't wait. Absolutely. I can't wait until another season comes out. And, you know, the thing is, is that I loved season one and two. They were both fun. Um, But I'd say quality of every episode, season three and season four were really strong. Really good. I mean, I know that they had had a couple more episodes. Um, But, I mean, I'm... I'm saying that White Christmas and uh, you know USS Callister are the best episodes, but by no means th- does that mean that I didn't enjoy watching uh, Archangel or Metalhead or any oh of those I know other the ones. quality of, like know? Crocodile the quality was incredible. Yeah, it's like you it's know. like I don't really want to watch a lot of them again. Like they don't have the re the rewatch uh-huh. value for me, but I will sit I I loved watching them yeah. for the first time. Absolutely, Every I did single too. one is just as interesting, even Men Against Fire or the other ones that I didn't love as much, you know. They st- every one of them is still very interesting. So, fantastic show and unbelievable experience, I think. Absolutely. I would much rather watch School of Rock though. <laughs> Yeah, than every single one. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even. It's not even close. Well, I, I can think of every single episode would be better served with Jack Black. Oh yeah, dude, Jack Black if he was Robert as Jon Hamm in USS Callister. Yeah. Um, I think he'd probably do well. Oh, playtest as, the, no, as Cooper. Think, oh, oh, that would be the best. Gosh. Beauty. Hated in the nation. Yeah. I don't even know what he would play. I just want to see him get killed by the bees. Yeah. He's doing that, like, you know, that, like, cry that he does in Saving Silverman. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So good. Where'd you go to college? SU. Oh, Stanford University? Subway. Subway. University. University. (laughs) <laughs> you know what would have been a really good one for Jack Black is White Bear. The one where it's like they're chasing oh, him yeah. through and like booing him the whole way. Oh, yeah. That would have been a good one. Yeah. No, I, I think that Jack Black would have would have better served every single one of these episodes. And I hope to see a collaboration later on. Hey, in- uh if anybody happens to be listening, think about it. Put Jack If anybody happens <laughs> to be listening, put Jack Black in everything. Put him in everything, because it'll be gold. <laughs> hundred percent you can't um, miss you can't miss you, you can't miss with jack it's black. jack black it's, he's there's nothing there's nobody better there's absolutely nobody better and i've you know i will i will say strongly that steve carell as michael scott is the funniest performance and funniest character i've ever seen in my entire life but quantity jack black funniest comedian ever yeah <laughs> i'm not gonna you know it's not gonna disagree it's like, it's like i don't want to point out what an outlandish statement it is but it's, it i is. just want to stand yeah, i don't by know it. if i i've never actually thought of that you know like if jack black is <laughs> the, the funniest podcast, comedian, i'm just gonna ever yeah i will i will argue till the day i die that he is the funniest comedian out there. And please, oh I welcome gosh. I welcome you. If you see me on the street, please come up and try to argue. Hey, Otherwise, man. Absolutely. I don't know. Three who. words. School of Rock. Two words. Saving Silverman. Boom. Excuse me. You like dramatic performances? Check out King Kong. You want to see a rom-com? Check out The Holiday. See what's up. It's true. It's true. And we, <laughs> and we watched The Holiday this year, and people didn't like it uh as much as i did and i'm going what are you doing where you know it's for you what did he's you great. just watch because i just watched i just watched pure comic genius i watched i mean amazing is. he's amazing he's great in that movie you want to see a scary death check out i know what you did last summer too you want to see him in a 90s hit check out the jackal you want to see him in a kid's movie? The Nasties. Never Ending Story 3. Boom. He is in the. He is one of the nasties in The Never Ending Story 3. Oh, he he's, he's the also, leader of the Nasties. You know nasties. what he's in? Dude, he's in Demolition Man. He is, and doesn't he get blown up or something like that? I can't remember. He's just one of the side characters in Demolition Man. He gets blown up in something. I can't remember. I think it might be the Jackal. Does he get blown up in the Jackal? Is it Jackal? Jackal. Yeah. Is it Jackal. Wasn't Jack all the first fifteen times you <laughs> said it while now. <laughs> um uh, He's great dead. Well, anyway, Jack Black is fantastic and, and we absolutely love him. So um I think that's that's good though. Let's call it <laughs> Every, every day podcast on that one. just ends up as a tribute to Jack Black. <laughs> that's what my life is about, so love it. Yeah. Well, um yeah, thanks a lot for listening, guys. We'd love it if you uh if you checked out our uh, social media. We're on um Professor Jones on Facebook, uh what is it, Professor Podcast on Instagram, uh-huh. uh what's it Twitter? Uh I'm at Bro underscore digs, and we are at uh Professor Underscore Jones on Twitter. Absolutely. And uh, check us out uh or send us an email to Professor Jones at gmail.com. Pretty sweet that we got that. And check out our website, Professor Jones.com. It's up and fully updated. Not <laughs> <laughs> uh check out our website. It's absolutely <laughs> updated. Not. <laughs> it's a little, a little, blind, a little behind, but, behind. Um, anyway. If it. you if you're listening to this on iTunes, feel free to please subscribe to us and if you if you feel uh inclined, if you feel so inclined, please leave us a nice little review. We'd love to hear from you guys. It helps so us a lot. we appreciate it really Yeah, we appreciate all the support and we appreciate all the all the comments we get from you guys. So um uh, thanks a lot for listening this week, guys. Um we'll be seeing you next week where we'll be talking about something. I'm not sure if we're entirely decided. But um Until then, I'll be living my life and we'll be living our lives a quarter mile at a time.